Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. As promised, this is the second installment of our How to Thread Your Machine Wrong <laughs> that we thought we could, we thought we'd split uh, sewing machine and serger. It's a good thing. Into one episode. But we thought we could put it, like, you know, in the same episode. Now we have to split it. I thought that was funny. We and talked I, about threading a machine wrong for a really long time. Your regular straight sewing machine. I also said to mom right before I pushed record, this one won't take as long. <laughs> so we'll see. For this one. So we'll see. If we get off on a tangent, it might take as long. Well, I do have a little tangent. I listened to a podcast called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I know I'm not alone in this because it's very popular, and she's an author who, like, writes and researches about happiness Uh you know and one of her tips was like wear real clothes and i guess i just always pictured her uh gretchen and her sister looking very like put together as they record their podcast you mean not like like right now but apparently nope she looks (laughs) (laughs) she looks just like us she's probably not um man still covered in breast milk over here 90% Ninety percent of the time, uh, but she, her kids are like college. Age. I have some real clothes on and some not real clothes on, and well, you know. and they were talking about like defining what real clothes were right. for them, you know, and everything. That's true. You know, how everybody just needed to, but this was their challenge: like wear real clothes for a month, and then the Gretchen says, "I'm gonna try and like put on a little makeup too." She's uh-huh. and and her sister's a writer in L.A., and she says she wears sweats to the office. Really? Yeah. A lot to write in. Right. She's got like a treadmill desk and, you right, know, she's right. just trying to like be creative all the time, I guess. And she said, but one time someone showed up for a meeting on the wrong day. And she was in and her she sweats. she was wearing sweats and she regretted it, you know. Yeah. She was like, oh, I kind of didn't want to be in sweats around this director, right. you right. know. And I don't get many surprise visits, but. Or directors. Direct. Not yet. <laughs> But I, I did think it was sort of funny that they were talking about wearing real clothes. And I was thinking that it'd be really nice to take a picture of ourselves recording right now. No, and, it but wouldn't. Nope, it would not be nice. <laughs> we both kind of look like We're, we're both dressed for radio. Yes. And sometimes even the most prolific, well-educated writers and podcasters apparently aren't dressed to the nines while they record their podcast imagine either. yeah no they're putting their energy into what they're doing that's right and she's a very smart lady Derek kind of tried to like make fun of my happiness podcast yeah. when he came in and heard me listening to it and i said this woman went to harvard and clerked for sandra day o'connor uh-huh. she is smarter than you is what i said to him <laughs> <laughs> and probably happier yes exactly i said she's smarter than you you stop laughing you know anyway okay moving on how do you uh Aren't you unhappy when you thread your serger wrong, Mom? <laughs> yes, I am unhappy when I thread my serger wrong. Okay. I like to do things the correct functional way. Yes. Okay, so newsflash, ZD and I sew on baby lock sergers that are self-threading and self-tensioning. And just so you all know, I've sewn on all kinds of sergers, so I'm not... When I talk about baby lock and how much I like them and how they improve my life, it's not because it's the only thing I've ever sewn on or was successful on. Nope. I was successful on other sergers, and I've sewn on everything from, you know, truly a piece of garbage, like one that was taken out of a dumpster and we fixed it up, to, uh, 
you know, uh, the commercial ones in in um, like alterations, shops, right? Alteration shops, shops. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, Z but boy, were they happy when I would bring my baby lock in and and everybody got to work on that. Yeah, ZD, nobody touched that commercial. ZD has a ton of experience then. on the, yeah. on lots of different surgeries. I am spoiled. Mostly, I have gotten to sew on these sergers that are very easy to thread, easy to use. Um, so, but but then I have had I've had some limited experience on the other type of serger right. that's not self threading. Well, you used to have to teach them and. Yep, I yep. did, and boy, would it rev me up for the next sale. <laughs> after we would have I'd to listen to her teach. Yes, 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 they would. Um, and you know, we had people come to our workshops sometimes with another brand, and I can make them successful. Right, we would make them successful, Just not quite as fast. And then they would come back a couple weeks later and buy a baby, baby lock because they saw what everybody else had. Right, very special. Okay, how can you thread your surgery wrong? Let's start off where we started off last time. Go for it. Well. Thread path is very important. That thread has to be easily come off the spool, right? And go through all of the guides and all of the tension areas and to the thread, right? That's not where we started off last time. We we started off last time, thread with your foot up. (laughs) Oh, thread with your presser foot up. Yep. But... With, Goes without saying. Yes, yes. With the serger, um, and we'll come back to that thread path because I know who you're you're talking about um, here, or there was at least one example. On a serger, threading with your foot up, just like a sewing machine, will open those tension discs a lot of the time. But on some sergers, if you do have tension discs that have, like, knobs on them, right? Right. Some sergers tell you to put those all down to zero to thread. Yes, they do. Raise the presser foot. When you're starting from, they want you to start from zero. Yes. Yes, they do. And in that case, you're not usually tying on. But if you are, if everybody knows what tying on is, it means you don't unthread the machine, but you clip the thread close to the spool, tie your new thread on that you want to use that go through. They don't all tell you to dial down to zero, but I have to tell you, if you don't, you might lose that knot. Right. So that opens those tension discs. When you, what we referenced Sherry's uh, story where I said, you know, thread with the foot, Make sure to thread with the foot up. Sometimes a serger can right. make it look like the foot's down. Um, opening those tension discs to get the thread in there is so important. If you start stitching and your threads are all loose or whatever, you know, you didn't thread with your foot right. up. Okay. So get those those threads in the tension discs. Floss through there. Now, on a baby lock, the thread path is as simple as it can get for a serger. Uh, you click into that pretensioner, right, Mom? That's right. It's called tubular threading. It has a tubular loopers. But you got to click into that first thing, that pretensioner. Oh, the pretensioner. Oh, I, I see what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. So the thread comes off the spool, goes up into the telescoping thread guide, and then click, click. each time. Right. Uh, and then you go into... And when I do that, I have my hands on both sides of that disc and holding that thread like I'm going to floss my teeth. That floss, same sort of thing. Floss, floss the floss, machine. Floss. Okay, and then you put your um, thread in a little hole and you push a button and your looper's threaded. Right. Okay. After you've set it for threading. That's right. There is a threading setting. Yeah, where it's in the right position. It engages the loopers. Sergers that aren't like this, okay, there's a thread path. And a thread order. Right. So So you can't just thread any, and if you want to just change one thread, you can't take your thread off. And replace it with another thread. That's why people will practice the, the, the tie-on tie method. Right. Okay, so you have to thread in the right order. This is in your owner's manual. And it will often be, won't it be upper loop or lower looper, and then needle. needles. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you which needle. It'll tell you left. Too. I think it's left and then right, I believe. I believe it is as well. Yes. Now, also on your machine especially the modern machines, the thread path will be there usually in a color. Right. So, you know, if it's your upper looper, its disc will be green, its path will be green, you know, there'll be a green dot on the looper, there'll be a green dot on up, you know, where the needle is. So they're labeled very, very well usually. You know, it's very easy to see what the path is going to be. Yeah, if you have something newer, 
that that will right. be the case. Now, I remember that someone posted. They were like, "Oh, I I got this machine and like on the front of the box, or you know, I got it right. used or hand me down." It was like color coded thread pads. So right. apparently that was revolutionary at one point, right? You well, know? yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, somebody didn't think of it at first, but you know, here you go, guys. Men designed these. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, but you know they they weren't sitting and sewing at home. Men who were in industry designed these, and they didn't have to code the thread pass right. in industry. Somebody's job. Okay, if you don't think men have designed too many things, go someplace and see how long the bathroom line is in the women's versus the men. Somebody's designing stuff wrong. If a woman would design that public building, do you think she would let the woman's line be too long and the men's line be short? Okay, I was watching Mad Men right now. I think it's due to undergarments. But you can't say that because if you're a woman, you take that into an account. Right. right? And you go, there needs to be more potties for the women because it takes them long. You think? Because they have the same amount. I have taken non-scientific polls okay jerry how, how many pots? what's in there how many heads yeah. and how many urinals are in there and how many sinks no i ask uh-huh okay and oftentimes it is proportional and it it is not correct men do not have to drop their trowel right. okay most women do Right. I mean, I do, unless they use your trick of your crotch over cross thing. Where pee-pee you, hack. Yeah, yeah, pee-pee hack. But, no, men, sometimes, there's not enough women designing. There's not enough women architects. Get out there, okay, well, women. I, I got to agree, okay, okay, obviously, with that. But I don't like it. I used to know somebody who said, oh, well, they designed this because women like to move their hands like this. And I'm like, Wait, who what? what? Like, I, they, I they designed that, this yeah. button in this position because women this. And I'm like, I just, when I hear something like that, I kind of balk at it because I'm like, I don't know. I don't think those stereotypes often serve Did they have a well. focus group on that or not? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So No, but what I'm, I'm tr- saying is women. Yeah, but did a woman design the colored thread path? I bet. <laughs> I bet she recommended it to a man. Yeah. What do you want to bet? We'll, we'll see. Okay, All no. Right, let's I, I, I am, let's... I'm convinced a woman recommended it to a man. Yeah, that's probably just about as – we don't know that. No, <laughs> but more than likely that is what happened. All right, well, mom – Because men are colorblind. Mom's doing, <laughs> mom's doing the gendered stereotypes, and I'm not, so you can direct all complaints to her. Okay. <laughs> no, right. direct them to Mallory. She moving likes problems. Moving on. I didn't do it. Okay, moving on. So uh, when you have the non-baby lock, like non-self-threading sergers, okay, that looper threading system is completely open, like Correct. Mom said, and there's a threading order. So when you do thread that properly, you'll see, oh, when I thread in the proper order, certain threads cross over one another. Right. It's the crocheting at, system. Yes, at certain points. And so that's why the order is so important in that case. As mom referenced earlier, she got a little overexcited about the tubular looper system when I was trying to talk I about did. the pretensioner. Yeah. <laughs> I know. it's Mom, it's so exciting. I know. Yes. So the tubular looper system on the baby locks means the loopers are all enclosed. And you don't have to thread in a particular order. You should also not tie on with a baby lock auto threader machine and there's absolutely no reason and there's to. no reason to you should clip sew out the thread right set it for threading rethread it boom like that's it there's there's no reason to tie on it is not easier and that knot can get caught somewhere right uh so don't do that not can get caught in any machine that's, well, that's why it's even you know a risk with uh you know a machine with an open looper system it is and it can break and then it's yes. not in the right right twisty and then you still have to start and over then you have to start all the way over that's so right. that's not fun um, so keep that in mind when, when you are threading, I, I had somebody do that on an enlightened, they were like, oh, well, my friend ties on. She says it's so much easier. I'm like, well, your friend doesn't have, your friend doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, excuse friend, me. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> your, oh my, oh my, oh my. Your friend doesn't have the surgery that threads itself. So that's why you Well, you also you need want. to listen to what your dealer yeah. says if they know your machine. That's right. Yes. So the advantage to that being. Um, on the baby locks, if I just want to change my upper looper, I can I can change any thread any time that I want to within the pattern. It can be any needle thread, any looper thread, and I can put any kind of thread 
in there that, you know, will basically thread through. So if you... So I don't have to readjust my tension. That's right. If I put a different type thread in. Now... So if you... That's on the Baby Lock self-threaders. That self-threaders self-auto-tension. Because the Eclipse self-threads... It's called thread delivery system. Thread delivery. Uh, The Eclipse doesn't have thread delivery, but it does have auto-threading. Yes, it does. Uh, So when you... If you have a different type of serger, you need to thread in the right order. If you don't thread in the right order, it won't make a stitch, guys. Nope. Uh, And there are different settings for different stitches. She's saying different tension settings for different stitches. So your upper looper is tighter or looser on some stitches. Uh Your bottom looper is tighter or looser on some. They're not always what we call balanced exactly in the sense of they're the same number or have the same tension on them. That's right. They're balanced according to what kind of stitch you're looking for. That's right. So don't be surprised if it's like they're not all the same. Right. Don't be number. surprised if you go to do a um a rolled hem and it's telling you that, you know, your lower your lower tension on your lower looper is so tight or right. such a bigger number than your top looper. And if you are going in to do some super special decorative stitching, right. you might notice that your serger uses a different tension slot yes. than normal. Or a different, there might be like a different thread path. It might That's, yeah, it yeah. might go over and be hooked in a different place or something. I really do like to look at some of the more, we did an Obscure Serger Stitches podcast, and some of them where you like, you go down into the looper, but then you come back up. Right. You go over this hook, and then you're in the needle. Like if you're, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so, you know, right. uh, interesting. So don't always default to that. You know, when you when you look at a four-thread serger, um, don't always default to left needles in the first slot, right needles in the second slot, upper looper is in the third, and lower looper is in the fourth. It may not always be like that, and you won't suspect it. Okay, until something doesn't work right. So threading order as well as threading placement is a way you can do things wrong on the serger. Okay, Mallory, are you ready? Yeah. Subsidiary. Subsidiary. Mm-hmm. Subsidiary looper. Mm-hmm. How can you use that wrong? <laughs> Why is it there? Well, this is a weird thing. And people will call this the wrong thing also. Yes, Subsidiary looper blocks off your upper looper. Your last upper loop, that la- the that thing, that finger, that last finger that you see come across your needles, it blocks it off. And that creates a different type of stitch. Think about, I don't know, like if you're knitting and you let like a stitch drop. You're dropping a stitch. You're dropping a stitch. Right. There you go. I mean, it's not exactly the same right. thing, but it's, it's close, okay? I'm trying to think of some of the things I've heard people call these. Um, like a bypass or, or something like that. Well, could it be called something different? In I, different I'm brands? trying to think. I don't know. Well, I've heard it. You know what I've heard it called that I think is wrong is they just call that a stitch finger. That's, yeah, that is that's not, not a stitch, stitch finger. finger. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. A stitch finger is underneath the presser foot of the serger and it's what the stitches are formed over. Okay. It's in your throat plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas a subsidiary looper, and okay, so so the loopers move. That's right. They they go back and cross, back and forth, in, in an elliptical pattern. Yes, in front of and in back of your needle. Uh huh. I can't remember which one goes in front and which one goes in back. I thought they both went in front. Is that not right? I don't know that. I'm, I, well, oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I, whatever. I, whatever. So those loopers are going, the subsidiary looper can block off that threading area. So if you've clicked that over for one stitch and then you don't need it for the next stitch, you need to click that subsidiary looper back over. I'm saying click. Uh, it depends on your machine uh, and how you use it, okay, for the subsidiary looper. And it can get moved on accident occasionally. And the serger is kind of this mess of metal parts right. in there. And sometimes if to an untrained eye, people won't even see the difference. 
like with it engaged or disengaged. Don't you agree? Like, yes, I've, I've had people it's bring hard. it in, and especially with the self threading sergers that use air to, you know, zoom that uh, thread through. Right. Of course, if the hole in the looper is blocked off, it won't zoom the thread through. So they'll come in, they'll say my upper looper won't thread. Right. Well, there's a piece of metal in the way, and I click that back, and they're like, I just had no idea that that was there. Because it's used in the more abstract stitches. Yes. Okay, apparently some people call it a converter. And I I don't know if that, I'm not sure if that's, I've never heard it called that, like in my realm. Right. But I have seen it written and referred to as a looper converter. I don't know what it can well, it does it convert, convert to a different stitch. Yeah, that's what I would, you that's know, what so, I would guess. Yeah. Um, and what it does is it blocks it blocks the eye of the upper looper. Calling loopers needles can happen sometimes. Yes. And a looper is sort of a like a version of a needle, kind of. Well, like a knitting needle. Yes, or, but you really right. need. To, I, you mean you really need to call those loopers. You really need are... to call them loopers because they're the thing that makes the loop. They loop on the yep. top of. You know, one is making a loop on top of your fabric, and one is making a loop on, um, on underneath bottom. your fabric, and then your needles are catching those loops. Right. Right. So. I had a customer come in one time, Mal, and she goes, I finally got <laughs> my serger needles even, and now I can't make a stitch. My It won't work, and I finally got them even. What's wrong, Mallory? Your serger needles should not be even. They are going to be, the left needle is going to be higher, mm-hmm. I believe, than the right needle. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're going to go check. I was gonna say, it, does it does it, it tell? Here, mom's gonna go check. But either way, the reason well, that one is higher. If we have two needles in, I can tell. <gasps> oh, do we not have two needles in? Because we're uh, you can tell by the the yeah, top. The left is higher. Okay, you shouldn't talk when you're so far away like that. It's gonna sound crappy. The left is higher. There you go. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold. Okay, okay. Can I say why? Sure. Can I say why? Okay, the left is higher than the right needle. Or on the on the cover stitch, is it reversed? Do they go up the other way? I think it might be. Because the looper comes in from the other side. Kind of. Well, anyway, your needles need to be in two different positions because your loopers move in a circular motion. So time and space here are working together. And when the looper crosses one needle, it's at a certain height. So it needs to cross the, you know, where the thread is. And then... As the looper moves over the needle, the looper's at a different height, and the needle needs to be at a different height. So that's this circular the, motion here. The loopers move in an arc. Right. They move in an and arc. And so it, it's it's what is the timing uh-huh. on a sewing machine. This is the timing on your um, serger. And serger. I think the timing on a serger, if you have one, it's I think it's a little more explicit looking. You can see it better. You can see well, loopers you can. moving, you can right? See it, yes. Yeah. You know, um, my friend Brian. Your friend Brian. My, my, my aerialist friend Brian. Hi, Brian. I have a professional aerialist my friend. My EZT broke his machine, apparently. Uh, apparently. <laughs> those, those suckers, they're rough. Um, he, was, he wrote that post, and I said, why did you even bring my pattern into this he, story? He was, he was fixing his um, machine. You know, it was sort of an orphaned machine that he had gotten. It was a, And he said his loopers were touching his needles. And can he, you know... Can he still use it? Well, sometimes it will still form a stitch when your loopers are touching your needles, but it's a bad idea because they will eventually hit because all it takes is a little tug on a, yeah. a you know, on a, a thread to get that needle to move a little more one way or the other. Right. So there were a couple, I don't, you know, I didn't discuss it with him too much. I think he can probably, fit, but you know, make sure you've got your needles are straight and not bent. Yeah. Make sure they're incorrectly. You know, there's a lot of things going on there that make your loopers touch I, your needles. I would not feel comfortable timing our serger or replacing like a looper on our serger. Yeah, well, I've done it. I believe you. <laughs> I would feel comfortable with you right. doing it. Uh, right. But... Well, I mean, 
I've done it and it worked. If I did it and it didn't work, I would have then went to the tech. I just haven't done it that much. Well, and I haven't our, done it that often. Our surgeries have a few more parts to well, them. Well, and it wasn't our surgery. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it was another baby lock that someone had broken off. Yeah. Well, and I believe, I believe the reason it broke is she, she was putting a bulk amount of fabric through. Yeah. And she said, well, I was just pulling it through. And I thought, you pull the needle out of position and it hit. Stop pulling yeah. stuff through your machine. If you have to pull it through the machine, it doesn't. It should, you shouldn't be doing it. No, no, no. Okay. So, yeah, proper timing goes along with threading the serger. And then let's take a break and talk about cover stitching as well uh, after the break. But I do want to say this doesn't really have to do with threading. But... Stitch length and width and knife position are all things you need to look at your owner's manual for as well. Correct. So do that on every stitch as well. They may be different. And if you don't change them, you might be sorry. Okay? All right. uh, Let's take a little break here. Mallory, tell me all about your dream come true wardrobe planner. I have been dreaming about creating a wardrobe planner for years. Oh, no. Since you were like eight and started drawing with crayons. <laughs> yes. I love uh, I love to sew and I love to write with paper products and, and pens and everything. And we have published a wardrobe planner. We have a couple of different options on our website. There is a universal wardrobe planner that you can purchase for $19.99 and print over and over again. It'll help you plan any project you wish. And then we also have themed wardrobe planners. And do you know what's special about those, Mom? What's special? Um, They include some hand-drawn illustrations by yours truly for whatever we're doing in the self-sewn wardrobe group that month, like PJs or underwear or our month of planning. Because we theme our months. Yes. So you can tackle a new wardrobe section each month in order to build your perfect self-sewn wardrobe so for more information about these you can go to sewhere.com slash planner and also check out the membership options because the universal wardrobe planner is included with the backstitch and straight stitch and zigzag memberships so go to sewhere.com slash planner Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. we're back all right cover stitching we have a combo machine mom yes we do and there are things you have to do to switch between uh cover stitching and surging on our combo machine when you go from if you go from one to the other other. exclusively that's right yes that's right um if you're using them together there's really not a ton you have to do if you're just using the surger part first um but surge uh cover stitching if you're afraid of a cover stitch machine, don't be. It's actually easier to use than a serger, isn't it? I guess. I think it is. Okay. It's two needles and one looper versus or three needles and, or, or yes. and a looper. Yeah, right. but it's like it's needle there's only one looper. Right. Okay. Um most of the time when people would come in to learn about these combo machines, they would feel overwhelmed. Intimidated by the cover stitch. Mm-hmm. And I'd start off with surging because that's most of the time what people want to do first. Um, and they didn't know, oh, now that you've got this, you've got right. the cover So when part, we taught you know? our combo machines, we taught, we taught it as two machines sort of. We would teach it as here's your serger, this is how it works, and we would ignore right. the cover 
or chain stitch part. That's right. And then we would move to the covered chain stitch part and then teach that and then go, hey, you can combine these. That's right. That's right. And they are color-coded as well. Oh, like yes. That. The baby locks are color-coded between serger and cover right. stitch, which I think is really smart. And all of all of your thread, um, your telescoping lifts on it and, and all of your, they're all coded, you know, what is it? C one C. So well, cover not, stitch needle one. Cover they're not stitch all coded. The oh, that's right. The evolution, I coded. guess, isn't coded as well. But a lot of them are. So when you are threading for um, the cover stitch, the cover stitch looper is normally has a tension disc that looks different than the serger tension disc. Yes, especially on the baby lock, and you kind of have to like go through a metal guide and down behind the guide and then up and over this knob. Yep. And the diagrams on the threading guide, I think, are difficult to understand until you see someone do it. Or I explain it to you. Or Azidi explains it to you. Um, so you go in, you have your, what do you have up? Your presser foot, right? Your presser foot up. And your needle's up. And your needle's up. And if you're doing cover stitch only, you have locked down your upper looper. That's right. And you have also locked down your blade. blade. Yep. If you're going to put that table on there. If it's a combo machine. Uh So Now, if you have just a cover stitch machine, you're not going to have a blade. Right. Right. Or or an upper looper. You'll have one looper. You'll have that cover and chain looper. Yeah. So you go in from right to left. Like you're looking at the machine, and you send that thread through a little keyhole from right to left. And you've done that, and now you need to, like, let go of the thread and get it from the other side, okay, of the little metal keyhole. And then you go back and forward over that knob. If you're looking at the picture and listening to what I said, I think it should make sense now, okay? You need to follow the path just like you did Um you know, before with your upper and lower loopers, those of you who don't have baby locks, this cover looper, cover and chain looper is over to the left of your needles. And sometimes on some of those machines, it's what? like hidden. Yeah, it's over there. Oh, from underneath, but not on top. You're confu- You're, you're going to confuse them. The looper is to the left. It's, it's over there. Yes. But where you thread it is on the right. Yes. Okay, so... Sometimes there's this... What I was saying was sometimes there's a little, like, threading mechanism on those that can help send the thread underneath the machine casing. Like, that cover looper is sometimes hidden. The lower looper can sometimes be hidden on the sergers, too. Right. Yes. So sometimes you have... But where you... I'm talking about where you put your thread Uh is on the extreme... Can be on the extreme right, and it goes underneath the machine. Right. Which is you're what right ours does. Left. Is what ours when you're facing the machine on the ovation. Uh-huh. Where is your thread for your for your cover looper? You mean the threading port? Where's your thread for the cover looper? Where it's is it? It's on the, the right. Th- yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm talking about the looper. I said your looper is all the way to the left. I know, <laughs> but I didn't want them to think that the, the, that the, the thread, thread was I over see. there with it. I see what you're saying. It's going down and through the machine. It's it's like it's running the width of the machine. It is. It's, it has the longest, you need the longest tail to put so, it So, yeah, through. your looper thread might start over to the right, but then your actual physical little curve the looper, looper is on the left. There That's why the needle height mm-hmm. starts out lower on the left and higher on the right, opposite of your... Overlock. Your overlock stitch or your yes. serger stitch. Yes, So, good. I'm glad you clarified that. Because sometimes when I'm saying something, I don't know how confusing it'll be, right? <laughs> So. Well, there, there's a lot going on on this machine, uh-huh. and that's why we always used to break it down when, when we when we taught it. And once we broke it down, everybody was fine. I do want to say it's a. I said that the the cover stitch is a little easier. There's one thing about it that's a little more finicky. You're not supposed to start cover stitching in the air immediately after you've threaded your machine, right? Like for the first, you time. need to let it form the stitch. That's why I said your needles have to be all the way up. The looper will thread with the needles down. It will thread. But then you're really not supposed to be turning the mechanisms of the machine uh, again. Now, the needles will be up, of course, because you've set it to threading on a baby lock, right? right? But um, threading those needles so that then you're ready to sew 
is important. So you want to have your presser foot up, slide a piece of scrap fabric in there, and then bring your presser foot down, and then start to try to form a stitch. Allow that stitch to form for the first time around some fabric. Right. Then, once you've got, like, the party started, and then you go to, like, do your cuffs and right. you do your hem and da-da-da-da-da, then you can stitch off right. the fabric. Um, your machine will not always chain. After the fabric is out. In right. the air. It's okay right. for it not to chain on a cover stitch. Right. This is because why? There's only one looper. There's only one looper. Okay. Um, so you need something between the looper and the needles to form the stitch. There's no stitch finger. Right. Your fabric is the stitch finger, so to speak. So you don't you don't have those, you know, two loopers going together making right. a making a chain um, together. But sometimes it will. So don't don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, on we talk about self tensioning baby locks. On the cover stitch part, there is a tension knob on the looper and there's tension knobs for the needles. Right. Rarely do I need to adjust the needle tension. Have you ever I have never adjusted it. I mean, I've moved it on someone else's machine when it's not at the default. <laughs> right. I've always been on the default. I would assume if it's something really heavy, maybe it might need a change. I don't know. I've never had to do it. And even with our stretch threads. Right. All of the threads, they work fine. Yeah, stretch threads. Using um, them in all, you know, everywhere, four positions. Every which where, right? Right. And then the looper, though, that is someplace you're going to adjust tension. That's right. And there's... A far extreme that says chain, mm -hmm. and then there's a range for it's cover. cover. Mm -hmm. So if you have it set on cover when you're chaining, and if you have it set on chain when you're cover stitching, you're going you, to you, notice a problem. You'll either not get a stitch, you'll get skip stitches, or you'll get something too tight or something Loopy. too loose. You know, it, it's not pretty. It needs to look pretty. That's right. So you've threaded with your foot up. You've threaded so that you're ready to just stitch Right. Once you've threaded, okay, um, and you don't want to turn your hand wheel backwards. No. On and on, on any on a on serger any, no. or a cover stitch machine, really. Um, I've done it slightly. Right. I've never gone through a whole stitch cycle backwards. Right. I've done right. it where I'm like, oh, I didn't want to put my needles down. Right. You know, maybe. Yeah. I try. Oftentimes, I'll just go forward again. Right. Exactly. Yes. And then. You were talking about thread path, and then I said, oh, that's not where we started. What's over on our Enlighten right now? I'm, I'm not even going to turn around and look, but I'll She's bet you not. any there saying there's a thread lift. No, that's but, not what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> you turn around and look, I changed it. <laughs> uh, um, uh, is it our... Uh, our Maxi Lock stretch thread, and it has thread nets thread on Thread nets it. on them. So, Don't cut your thread nets in half. There we go. Okay. They will be longer than your spool. They are supposed to be. It's okay for them to be longer. They are supposed to be. Talk about thread nets for me okay. a little bit. Because this is definitely part so of So a thread net just does not go around the spool. It goes up and in the spool. Mm -hmm. So that the threads cannot fall off of the spool. So you take your thread net. You take your spool. You insert. So the thread net is just in one long like piece. You insert maybe half of it or a third of it, into the hole, the bottom of the spool. And then you wrap the rest. You wrap it. Unfurl you open it. it. You open it yeah. up and wrap it up over the bottom. The, the rest of the spool. So it is, it's sitting in a net cup. Yeah. Okay. If you it's cut like an upside the, down bunt pan. Yes. If you <laughs> cut those. You're going to get yourself in more trouble because now you've got a cut edge that's around the bottom of your spool. And what's going to happen is your threads will get cut, stuck uh -huh. on those little the the ends of the netting. Yes. Right. The little ends of the netting. It needs to be longer than your spool. And oftentimes thread nets for sergers are longer than the thread net that might come with your sewing machine. Right, because of the cones. Because of the cones. So serger threads often on cones. You use a ton of thread right. with a serger or a cover stitch machine. And then I know we've talked about serging and cover stitching now, but we haven't talked a ton about specialty threads right. on the serger, which should definitely be in the how to thread your machine wrong <laughs> right. podcast. Right, I think we also need to talk a little bit about um, things for certain stitches to yeah. but um, let's talk about the thread thing first so we use 
Um, pearl cotton. Pearl cotton a ton. It's not on a cone, Mallory, and no. it's not on a spool. It's wound like a, like a yarn, a ball like of a ball. yarn. Should I put this ball of yarn right on my cone holder? I want to see you do that. Should I take my <laughs> cone holder off and try to put it on my spool holder? Oh, I don't know. No. So You're going to use a really complicated piece of technology here. And a martini glass is perfect. Margarita. Though, a, right? margarita a margarita glass. glass Especially the plastic glass. ones they yeah. sell in the summertime. Or a little bowl or something where you can put that in the bowl mm-hmm. of the martini glass or the margarita glass or the wine glass. or the, We have little like custard bowls we use too sometimes. And then thread it up through the He's, telescoping yeah, the starting, uh, yeah. guide. And as long as it rolls off nicely... You should not have any problems. If it's not a cone, I don't put it on my serger. Right. And you were talking well, about Well, now you can. You can put a spool on if you have the proper attachments. Okay, you can. But what I just said was that I don't. Right. <laughs> and I usually don't either because I have enough thread lifts that I can just pop something down on a thread lift, bring it up through that. You know, it's telescoping right. guide and then over to the machine's and, telescoping you know, guide. I don't know about other serger companies, but Baby Lock is very thorough. They give you, if you have a four-thread serger or an eight-thread right. serger, they give you four sponge discs. That's and right. they give you four spool caps. That's right. Where you could put a normal spool of of thread uh, right, on Right, like a stacked spool of a thread. A stacked spool. So why you, never... would, why you would use that is... You would set them on those little spongy uh, uh-huh. discs that turn out to be like a little platform. Right. And the thread will not fall down. Right. And the reason you put the spool cap on is in case there is a um, cut. A slot. Or yeah. a slot or any sort of fracture in the top of that spool so that it will come off smooth and not get stuck. You're working with so many threads here. You don't want anybody hanging up on anything. No, and you know what? I just don't trust the sponge disc. I don't, like, they're not, they can't be super wide because they would get in each other's right. way. I just prefer to put it on a thread lift. A thread lift just makes it so much more simple. It just it's just simpler, that's I all. I put the stacked threads. Like there were those sulky blendables that are like 12 weight cotton uh-huh. and um is that the heaviest that they yes, make? Yes, that's I think? the big cotton. Yeah. yeah, 12 weight. Um I've put those just in a coffee cup. I have done, I've roll, done that too. Right? If they roll and if they roll again, nice. you have to make sure there's not a little fracture or mm-hmm. imperfection somewhere in the spool where that thread can get caught. Right. So you need to you need to when you're working with something that's not a cone, be careful about right. it. And with the stretch threads, if you use MaxiLock stretch, you really need to put a thread net on there. Uh, you know, thread net on that and any sort of woolly nylon, anything like that, that sh- the thread sort of changes tension. Yeah, it changes character. And the other thing, too, about those stretchy threads is they get a lot of static. <laughs> yes. And so they like to float, and they'll yes. float into each other, like as they're going up. I to used the to call that thread guide. Oh my god, mom! This tip about threading your serger wrong. Yeah, if you're not using the thread. Get it far away from your serger. That's true too. So if you've eliminated, well, even your sewing machine. Well, yeah, yeah, true. If you're not using, in fact, you said thread lifts, and you had some threads on thread mm-hmm. lifts. There, I took them off and I moved them away, away. from the enlighten over right. there because. If those threads are just loose, you're they're coming. They're out like so hanging fast. out there looking to catch something. Well, it's they're like they, just looking to catch on they to create, something. You know these wind tunnels, these That's gravitational right. <laughs> fields, and there's there's static, and there's and they they want to get married. And then I'll, I've seen people get two threads just yes. going through. It's yep. gone through the looper. Yeah. It's like all right. of a sudden. Right. I mean, that's magic. Okay. That, in my opinion. Right. It's not good magic. Um, but yeah, you need to get it away from there if you're not using it. That is indefinite. No, and with any sewing, your area needs to be clear. And cl- You know, it needs to be clear. It just does. Absolutely. You just don't know. We have had people come in that have had an entire cone of embroidery thread wrapped around their hand wheel. Yeah mechanism and they were lucky if they didn't burn up their motor right you know sometimes they did and then they're like oh my gosh that's where that black thread went like they did you know they even sometimes had sewn for a while with it in there and didn't realize a clear area thread can get caught 
on walls. Yes. Thread can get caught uh, other places. Well, and like it, I said, are anything staticky? This isn't quite threading, but I knew some people who had the big, um, and this is an embroidery machine, not a serger. They had a big embroidery machine and their hand wheels on the back, and it was too close to a wall, uh, like a little shelf. And actually, everything was fine, but it was making a funny noise. And then we looked at the hand wheel, and it had a big groove worn in it. So it was it had, it had been on up the wall. against. It wasn't yes. like too hard, I guess, right. you know, but I'm sure it was not ideal for the right. stitching. So take away those threads um, if you're not using them. Otherwise, you can, you know, they can get married. Um, use a thread net. Anything else? Well, what I would like to talk yeah, about is every there are a lot of sergers out there, and there's a lot of older model sergers out there. So this means there's a lot of sergers that have different attachments or a different gizmo that you have to use to get a certain stitch. There you go. Sergers last a really long time because they're just mechanical. Right. Okay? Um, you know, and they do basically one movement. That's uh -huh. it. Okay? So... You know, on my baby locks, if I want to do a um, three-thread rolled hem, right. I click a couple buttons, mm -hmm. right? A couple knobs, turn a couple you know, knobs. knobs. And if I follow, if I know them or follow my directional sheet, my, what do they call this Quick thing? reference guide. Quick reference guide. Or my owner's manual properly, and I do it, I'm in, I'm in, I do, I do a test, I do a test. <laughs> stitch and it is perfect right right that's all i've had to do okay but in doing that i've removed a stitch finger there's things i have done by clicking on or turning a knob that's right that like that changed changed how much was being cut off of my fabric that uh -huh. dropped a stitch finger that changed a tension or two tensions at once right okay on another machine i may have to change a throat plate mm-hmm because my stitch finger is attached to my throat plate. Right. Okay. Um, I may have to do something with my blade. Right. Okay. Um, what else might I have to do on that? Change the foot. Oftentimes you had to used to yes, have to change the foot, foot and the throat plate to get a rolled hem. Or or rolled rolled edge or rolled hem. They, right. They are different, but both of them. Right. Yes. They, they're yes. very similar, but uh, in the way they're um, formed. So know this. Yes. Okay. Um, just because you have a serger or you've got that serger in that garage sale, you might not be able to do a rolled hem if you don't have the proper attachments. Yeah. So check for those. So, you, you know, if, if it doesn't have an owner's manual, you need to go online and see if you can find one. And usually you can and don't pay for it. They're usually free to be downloaded. Um, but do know that, that not every machine is just a click and a turn of a knob to get a specialty stitch. There's more things involved. The last thing I want to say, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with threading, but it's something that I see people talking about a lot. On some sergers, the stitch width and the knife position are not connected. On the baby locks, the stitch width is, like the knife is connected to the stitch width knob. You move the stitch width knob, and the knife moves, mm -hmm. okay? So this is good. This is ideal. It puts the correct amount of fabric there. Right. Whereas it put, puts the correct amount of fabric basically in your seam allowance that's, that's being right. covered. That's right. That's one reason it's so successful. So if you can move your knife independently of your width, a word of caution, don't give yourself too little. Right. And don't give yourself too much. And that's when much. a stitch... <clears throat> may form but may not be forming around enough fabric so it so then it comes loose later yep. or it may not form at all because it's forming around too much fabric and yeah so if you've got a bunch of extra fabric up in there that's not good like it's not ideal i've seen people say i'm gonna just change my knife position and i guess it if your serger manual says that you can do that, okay. You know, if that, I've done it. If that yeah. is just your, yeah. you know, that's fine. But I have seen people do it and there's a bunch of fabric bunched up right. in their seam allowance. And here's what you all need to know as you listen to this. There's a bunch of different sergers out there doing this a different way. I have had sergers that the only way the knife moved was to be engaged 
are out of the way. Uh-huh. It wouldn't move in. It wouldn't move out. So Mallory's saying there's a serger that you can mechanically or manually move the knife in or out. Right. That's not a baby lock like we have that we use. So there's you have to be able to recognize if your machine has these things. That's why when some people also, I hear people say, my serger just won't handle that fabric. That might be true. Yep, it's possible. It's very true. That yeah. it was just not, it's not sophisticated enough for, you know, that fabric. And maybe also we have a lot of different kinds of fabrics now than when that machine was even made. Well, and there's just different levels, of course. Right. Would, would I expect like the $100 something to perform as well as the... Well, that's when people say, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, have you ever bought a knife? Yeah. Okay, (laughs) go go and buy a knife at Walmart that costs $4. Yes. Okay, and then go and buy a knife at a cutlery store, right? That might cost 30, 40, 100, whatever. Guess which one works better? Right. Guess which one always works better? Guess which one sharpens better? Tools make a difference. It really bothers me when someone says, oh, just because it costs that much doesn't mean it's better. Not always, because sometimes you're sure. Sometimes you're buying um, options, right? Yes, absolutely. But as far as quality, a, an inexpensive machine will not have the same grade of metal in it, the same grade of plastic in it, or the same grade of composite uh, type plastics in it they will not be the quality you don't have to believe me are you saying that maybe like an 80 year old machine like if i were to be like oh 80 year old machines are so much better than anything today (laughs) but then i disagree that like the nicest machine made today wouldn't be better than the crappiest machine made today that this is some cognitive dissonance here yes (laughs) okay and you do and you have to think (laughs) about what you're dealing with uh yes absolutely okay well i think I think we've given people enough stuff to think about with their serger. Uh, it's very similar to the sewing machine, but then so now that you're confused, <laughs> yes, exactly. Tell us how you threaded your serger wrong. I want to hear about it. Um, it's happened to us too. Don't worry, we are not immune to threading things incorrectly. That's uh, right. But uh, you can get a hold of us on Instagram. We are at ZD Sewing Studio, and I'm Mallory at SewHere.com. And remember, uh, you know, I never give out your email address. Uh, <laughs> And you shouldn't because I don't answer them. Remember remember that mom said the stuff about men designing things not as efficiently. Just, just trash me on the Facebook site. There you go. There you go. Well, I, can t- I can handle it. We can handle it. All right. Thank you for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.